time it is. You know, the the dopest podcast in the world, the best basketball podcast there is out there. You got two two young black, well educated individuals that are out here, you know, doing their thing in the DMV area, <laughs> an area near you. So we're here. We're excited to be back. It's been a little bit. What's going on, Zach? Not much, man. It's busy with all the things, you know, life be life in. But uh, got a nice hour to get in front of the mic, so we might as well record and talk about all the things that's been going on in yeah, the NBA. Man. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, a lot to talk about. <laughs> a lot to talk about. I think the talk of the town right now is the end season tournament. No, no doubt. Is that? I'm not gonna lie. I, didn't, I wasn't sure how how I feel about it. I was willing to give it a chance. It's like you know, they're gonna do it anyway. Why not? Why not at least be open minded about it? But definitely, I feel like as things progressed, it's definitely been been a. I could I I'd say it's been a success, especially once the quarterfinals started. You know, with the Pacers and how Burton really doing his thing on the on the biggest stage he's been on. Definitely, definitely seeing the value of the tournament, and it's going to continue moving forward for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think personally that uh, in terms of the in-season tournament, it's been somewhat interesting, but I'm I'm not, I don't know, like, like okay, I, I guess we kind of can break it down in, in multiple ways. So mm-hmm. in terms of, let's start with the courts. What do you think about the courts? It's been really interesting to see what they've done with them. I like a decent amount of them, I'd say, actually. But, like, some of them are just a little extra. Like, the heat ones is kind of extra for me. Um, that's the biggest one I can think of. I don't remember all the courts off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, I feel like the courts in general could be tweaked. Like, yeah, I just feel like it's a lot. I just feel like it's a lot sometimes. And then certain games, like on, t- I'm sure in person it looks different, but in certain games on TV, you can't really, you can't even really see like the court, like the the players kind of blending with the court on some of the courts, and it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it just feels like just a lot for the eyes. Definitely think they should re reintegrate some of the hardwood elements next time. But just keep keep the hard. I understand. I like the like the streak in the middle could be cool. Or or something, I guess, but keep the keep the hard one on the sides. I don't know. I think there are a little much sometimes, but overall, I think they're okay. Hmm. I like that. I I I think it's a bit much too sometimes. Like the heat with that mostly red. The Bulls have a lot of red going on. Mm-hmm. The yeah, it's it's a lot of. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the the courts that are like oversaturated in color. Like it just, yeah. Like it, as you said, it's too. It can be far too daunting on the eye. Like, yeah. I think the net the Nets one isn't bad for me personally. Like it's it's different, but it's not like. Right. I'm gonna look it up right now to still check. I'm pretty sure it's like mostly gray, and I feel like that that's okay for me just because it's not. You know, taking over the whole court, like taking over. Yeah, the it's whole not court. killing your eyes, like yeah. It, it's, it's, and, it, and it blends, it, it blends in with the building and everything, right? So it, it makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, let me see here. Let me double check. I just want a picture. Why did, I didn't ask for video. <laughs> I can't even see. I'm not gonna sit here and look up too long now. It just blows me. Like I didn't ask for video. I just want to see a picture of the court. I see. I mean, I'm looking at it right here. So oh, I, I found it. Yeah, it's not bad. The next one is cool. Yeah, like the Lakers like, one is too much. I like the Celtics one as well. I do too. Uh, yeah, it's mostly like the red ones. I'd say are just kind of like. Hell no! You can keep every one that was red. Literally every yeah. court that was red, you can keep. Yeah, Cleveland was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like the red ones are really just my main issue. But yeah. the music, next year they definitely to have more muted colors in general. Like mm -hmm. all the courts that have gray elements, I feel like work really well. Mm -hmm. And the ones that have some hard hardwood type looks, still like the Warriors one works well. And the Cavs one works well. Yeah, so they need to stick with the grays, muted colors, and the classic hardware if they're going to do, do the courts again. But like, honestly, um, you could even just do, like, if the tournament had if the turn if the tournament had, like, I don't know, like a, like a, uh, a theme, and each court just match that theme, but not necessarily like taking over the court, like just having like a, a a trophy or a banner or something like that, and just add it to the court like they would for a playoffs or a finals. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you could you could have just done that too and kept it simple. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Um... No, it's not just jumping away from the courts in general. How do you feel about like, the group the group play portion of it? I feel like as it winded down, it was more interesting. But at first, it's kind of just like another game on Tuesday and Friday for me with a goofy court. Yeah. I mean, it's like, to be completely honest, in terms of the play and everything, in terms of the actual tournament just itself of, like, them – competing for something and like and, and whatnot. I don't like it because it feels like they are adding too much to the game too late. And what I mean by that is, for example, in the WNBA, they have an in-season tournament as well. But you can make changes in a league that is still fairly new. We're mm -hmm. adding a tournament of, like, I guess this magnitude, should I say, now is kind of like, I don't know, it's just bizarre right now to me. Hmm. And I mean, you know, make changes that make that push the league forward. I get that. But it's like, it feels like somewhat pointless. Hmm. Okay. Like, uh, like yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Like it it feels very pointless, and it doesn't feel like honestly, as a player, I'm not losing sleep over any of these games. Got you. I feel like I definitely felt feel you. I felt the same exact way up until I would say the Magic and Celtics in season tournament game. And the reason being is because both teams knew like if they well the Magic knew if they if they won they had a shot at getting in. And the Celtics knew if they won, they're definitely getting in. And in that, you know, that's the game where Mo Wagner had like 27 off the bench and, you know, they were just cooking the Celtics. The Magic generally played the Celtics hard anyway, but 
No, they also didn't know. Uh, they did have the in-season tournament thing in their heads as well. And I feel like that definitely kind of elevated their game. And I just say, like, currently where we're at now, the, the I guess quarterfinals are done now. We're onto the finals at this point. But I'd say with those games, like, they the teams are playing hard, you know what I mean? Um, so I think past the group's play stage, I feel like the group play stage is where they really need to do some work. I just felt like it was kind of like four games wasn't enough for each team. You said, you said mad teams that are like three and one and based off point differential, which is the tiebreaker at that point, which I don't think it's a bad tiebreaker in general, but I feel like if your system relies on the tiebreakers to determine everything, then the system needs to improve. They like maybe add a game. I feel like the whole random, like the whole seating and stuff was just felt mad and random. There was a system they have. It wasn't, well-known to the viewers like how did they decide that the Celtics and the Magic were in the same group and and then like you know I feel like basically what I'm trying to say is I feel like they should have, keep it to the divisions moving forward I think that way you get those those classic matchups that you that you want and you're not having certain teams playing each other five times in the season like the Kings and Warriors are probably gonna end up playing like I don't know how I don't, I don't necessarily know how they're gonna do it but they might based on like Certain teams end up playing each other a lot, like five times because of the in-season tournament. You know what I mean? Um, especially they end up meeting like Vegas or whatever. Then I feel like they should keep like the Warriors and Kings in the same. Like you know, they're in the same division anyway. And I feel like those matchups really were. Those matchups are always the matchups since last year. So keeping divisions definitely helps. That way, you get more like Celtics, Sixers. Like those are always great games. You know what I mean? Celtics, Knicks, uh, like Lakers, Clippers. Like you get those games a lot more if you keep it that way. Um, you know the tournament's early in the season too. Like you, that way you're getting a lot of marquee matches early in the year. You're getting you're getting people invested at, from the start of the season versus getting people into it like once the trade deadline hits. Like that's when a lot of people really start watching because it's like, oh, let's see what happens with this new new teams and playoffs coming up. So I feel like this keeps keeps the divisions and having probably like five games. That way it's like less less likely for everyone to have the same record at the end. But yeah, those just my thoughts on the group play part. I feel like that was the worst part of it all. Like I just didn't care until like the group play stage was over. Hey, me and you both, I didn't care that much either. I just wasn't. I wasn't invested. I couldn't be invested. It was hard to yeah. get. Uh, so I, I I agree there. I like I like the division idea. I think that 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 would be helpful. Just in terms of matchups, or you could just do general rivalries. I don't know, like, um, like net, like I don't know, like uh, it's hard. It's hard. Also, to be honest, too, I think another idea that I would just throw out there is it being interconference as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, to mix, like, because the thing is, if you want to really mix it up, go all the way. Like, don't mix it up with in conference. It kind of just, I don't know, it's just kind of boring to me. Like, at the very least, mix it up and make it interconference and, 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 you know, have some fun with it. Also, the the thing about like regarding tiebreakers, again, 100% agree. That tiebreaker system, like, I really couldn't tell. Like, a team would be like two and one and already eliminated from the playoff. And I'm like, yeah. It's four games. What are we talking about here? So, yeah, I, I I was very lost at times watching this, and and I read the rules. I read all the rules, and like, I even know how the groups were selected. Like, I understand that part of it, 
Like it's based on win loss record from a year ago and whatnot. But I yeah, guess... it's just like the formula. What was the formula for it though? You know what I mean? Like I understood it was based on win loss record, but I don't know. I just it just felt it just felt all over the place in my opinion. Yeah, like uh, this is like uh, this this could be better. And then it's like the courts remind me of like city uniforms. <laughs> like either they're hit, they're they're either they're they're dope as hell, they're very average, or they're a miss. And a lot of times it's the it's a miss <laughs> or it's boring, you know what I mean? These uniforms this year, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't feeling them either. You know, the city like for this to be the first season of the end season tournament, the city jerseys were kind of lackluster for the most part, in my opinion. Yeah, they were old. Most of them are pretty trash. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sitting here like, all right, y'all, y'all, y'all about to, y'all about to have some heat. These are the jerseys that we're gonna have for the tournament. It's not a lot of the uniforms that I look at, and I'm like, hmm, that's hard. Like, um, I'm looking right now. Uh, the only jerseys that I like, I like the Hornets jersey. I like. <laughs> I like Minnesota's jersey, and to be honest, that's really it. In my opinion, I don't like most of these jerseys, and very. a lot of them are black. Like most of them are black or feature black, so it's it's very boring. They have to do better with the city jerseys and the courts and the system. But the good news is it's the first year, so they can make a lot of adjustments and make a lot of improvements going forward. So that's 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 where I'm at with it. Yeah, yeah, the jerseys were not great. <laughs> they were not great. It was very clear at a certain point that they were trying to make the jerseys like compliment the court, but it was just a whole bunch of what the fuck. Yeah, and it just it just it wasn't working for me. Yeah, I I agree. They 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 did not do well with that one. Yeah, like this is some of the worst. This is probably this might be the worst collection of city jerseys I've ever seen. Oh, big facts. <laughs> It's like, bro, like, I, I don't look at any of these and get like, whoa, that's awesome. Like, there's so many different ways you can go with some of these, and they just, I don't know. It's not it's not it for me. And the thing is, too, like, even even just bring back some throwback jerseys or something. Like, do a throwback jersey year or something like that. Like, there's hella throwback jerseys you could bring back that people would want to buy right now. Right. Like, if you did it, like throwback like if we don't stop playing with the Sixers and, and, and bring back that, that 2001 black jersey. I know right like why 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 don't they just just put on the play on the nostalgia card like this is one of those you don't always need to come up with something new and different like <laughs> yeah, like literally people still buy those jerseys to this day and it's like it's heat because it's like they like they really had some fire ass jerseys back then. Right. Like uh so I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And it's like we we want to keep at, making these black Lakers jerseys when they need to just you know like make the Mamba jersey permanent. To be honest with you, that that Mamba skin jersey was amazing. Enough about this this uh, nonsense. <laughs> Their lackluster art- artistic choices. Right. Uh, before before we move on from the NCAA tournament part, I I do just want to say I I do think the quarterfinal like the Vegas portion. Is mm-hmm. working. I do think that is working. Like, okay. like I mentioned in the beginning, like the Pacers stuff, like 
both games, both games in the Eastern Division, if you the Eastern Eastern Conference portion of it, if you will, like with the you know, or every game but the or just overall every game but the Knicks and Bucks and the Lakers and Pelicans uh, massacre that happened yesterday. Like every game's been good. The Pacers, you know, they're, they're the this is the tournament has introduced your average viewer to an, a fun under undervalued Pacers team. You know what I mean? And I do think that is the true value of the tournament overall. A random team, the Pacers, like Miles Miles Turner has always been a you know great shot blocker, uh, below average rebounder first position, but a great shot blocker and and a solid defensive player. And now people know about him. Tari's Halliburton is uh you know he's now very much in the conversation and one of the best players in the league. Um, which you know we can get more into that later if we do, but very much in that conversation, uh, like averaging like twenty seven and. 12, which is just unreal with like no basically no turnovers at any point ever. Uh just unreal player. Um, you know, like Buddy Heels never made the playoffs. This is the first time he's in like a big game. You know what I mean? So I do think it has value for that. But yeah, I definitely think it's more fun for the underdog teams and like the Lakers and Celtics and Bucks and all those teams. Like it means something to them if they want it to, but teams like the Pacers, like it really does matter to them. So I do think that's something to note. But yes, I guess that's my final thought on the whole instant tournament. Definitely like to see it more. Just think they need to make some tweaks moving forward. Yeah, I think they need to make some real changes all around. Format, uh, format, just everything. Yeah, the optics, the aesthetics. Yeah, it's all information, good. information, uh, the way they're spreading information. Yeah, it's, I, I don't, I don't like it. And honestly, too, it's like, I think they need to make it more of a spectacle. Like the thing is, again, it's not important because you're not making it important. Like honestly, okay, let's say because it, it was what you said it was it was Tuesday nights and Fridays, right? Yeah, Tuesdays and Fridays. They need to make the games. Th- they need to make all the tournament like make November tournament month like really devoted and do Thursday nights, do prime time nights, like. Do Thursdays, do Thursday, Thursday nights and Sunday mornings. That to me, or I wouldn't say Sunday mornings only because of football. If you're doing November, yeah, I think that's I think that's why they did those days they did because they want to avoid the NFL. You know what I mean? Well, then if that's the case, because and it's like. It's really taking some flair off of it because because thir- the thing is Thursday night is is is, is the big night for basketball yeah. normally. Yeah, they, I think they switched to the Tuesdays in general. Like TNT's on Tuesdays now because they again they're trying to avoid the NFL. Yes, they shook. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, because it's like I'm not watching no basketball on no Friday like like that. Like I'll watch, but. Yeah, like you're probably doing, you're probably doing other things on Friday. <laughs> right. I'm not as invested. So yeah, like, there's just only so much time time in the week to to just exist. Yeah. And so Friday, I'm not watching basketball for most I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not watching basketball Fridays, but if I have something else to do, I will hope the ba- hope that basketball is on there if anything. I'm not gonna they, oh, 7.30 on Friday. Sorry, y'all. Gotta watch basketball. Like, that's not how it goes. And then also, too, I'll throw this out there as well. My thing is this. I think that 
if I'm being like, I'm also a big football fan. And as a football fan, to be honest with you, it's been some real bad team. Like, they don't put their best games on Thursday nights. I feel like Thursday is is, is a is an opportune time where the NBA could actually compete with the NFL. Because, one, you can only watch the games on Amazon Prime, and not everybody has Amazon Prime. And, two, they put some bad games on there, like, Last night you had the the the, the bum ass Steelers and the bum ass Patriots. I'm not trying to watch that. I watch a I watch a tournament game though. <laughs> so I don't know. That's something to consider. That's right. just something to consider. I mean, even if you did Tuesday and Thursday, that I would consider. You know what I mean? Over football, to be honest with you. That's just my opinion though. So yeah, food for thought though, and I and I think again. With this season, I think they're going to just be taking a lot of information. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Definitely, definitely. They're definitely just taking taking it in, seeing how people feel and what worked and what didn't. And yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to how it's going to look next year because they're definitely going to bring it back. But I just imagine it's going to be a lot different. We'll just see if it's for better or for worse. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to see what changes they make next year if they make changes. Hopefully, because I think there are things that could definitely make it better. Do you have any other thoughts on the tournament? No, I'm, I'm, I think I've said everything. I I I was thinking about this to say for real for real. Well, let's talk about the season a little bit. Very interesting thus far, actually. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting to 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 watch and to pay attention to. So right now, like just kind of looking, like where are you at in terms of pleasant surprises? I'll just start at one. And I'm yeah. gonna go with the Magic. You know, we did our season uh, preview, and I had the Magic uh, making a plan. And, you know, you were a bit surprised about it, but I will say they are shocking me, too. I did not expect them to be, what are they, like, second in the East right now? Oh, third right now. But they're they're only a half game back from the Bucks. They're 14-7. and seven. That's a, a young team with two young up-and-coming uh, forwards who are have all-star potential, if you will. But just the whole team has a, you know, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Very surprised about that. Didn't expect them to be that great at defense. And, you know, they're not very good at – they're – their numbers suggest they're not great at offense right now, but you know, for a young team, I'd rather them be great at defense than great at offense. The offense can get better because as the players age and understand, you know, understand how to navigate the NBA game more and all that. So yeah, they're playing surprise for me. They're a bench. They have two players who could be in the six man of the year conversation, which is pretty crazy to think about with Cole Anthony and Mo Wagner. They can't shoot a lick, but they, you know, like like I said, their defense is carrying them. They they get out and and, and score in transition. Paolo's definitely ramping it up a little bit. Mo Bog, or Franz Wagner has been slightly disappointing for me overall. I feel like he'd be doing more, but he's contributing to a winning team. So it's not like, I wouldn't say he got worse. I just I thought he'd be performing a lot, a lot better in my opinion. But yeah, they're just, they're just, they're a fun team. I enjoy watching them. Um, they're not even, you know, we've had, and we've had some players in and out of the lineup too, which, you know, shows the resiliency as well. Cause like Markel Fultz has been out and he was, he was projected to be the starter point guard for the season. Um, so 
Yeah, I'm just excited to see if they can keep it up. They seem legit to me. Like they 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 do play teams tough. So I don't know if they're gonna be the, the top three seed in the East throughout the year, but definitely see them making at least the play in for sure. Like now, now I don't question it. I think they're definitely in the play in barring injury. Um, and maybe they maybe even they sneak in and get a six seed. We'll see. But yeah, I'd say they're a pleasant surprise for me. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, the Magic, they have they have definitely caught me off guard a bit. So I, I like what they're doing. Um they've it's on it's only been them rebuilding forever now. <laughs> they've only been rebuilding for the past like 20 years, it feels like. But at least 10. But it's like we'll see. Honestly, with this team, they 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 have a pretty good scoring balance, even though they're not the greatest offense in the world. And they fight hard, and they're playing. They're really playing together, and that is that to me is something that is important, and and why they're doing so well right now. A pleasant surprise that I have right now is the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a great one. They have caught me up very much off guard. Told you about them too, man. You did, and and I and it would seem like it, it would appear that they have actually put it all together, mm-hmm. and that they now have a much better fit. Like last year, it felt like it was a horrible fit. And none of it made sense. But this year, for whatever reason, it just looks like everybody is in the right place doing the right thing at the right time, every play. And, like, there's an understanding of who's, whose role is what. And, how, and, and this is what coaching is about. Honestly, right now, to me, I'm looking at, what is it, Chris Finch? Yeah. I'm looking at him as, as as coach of the year right now. For real, for real. That's a good one. I'd say, yeah, him. I'd say him, Mosley. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Jamal Mosley's also up there. And I think I might say Nick Nurse. Because it's oh, like, the whole Harden thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say those are my... Ooh, maybe Dagnall. Dagnall on the the Thunder's a good option too. I'd say those four are people I I consider right now. Yeah, definitely. I would I would I would definitely consider those four because OKC is doing very well as well. So and then is there another team that you have that you're looking at that you're like, hmm, this is interesting. Uh. For pleasant surprises, I mean the Timberwolves are my were my second one, but I guess I can, I can jump to a different team. I would say, I guess the Pacers have to be my answer, really. Like they're, you know, the records they're 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 a solid record right now, twelve and eight, still early, so we'll see. But I think they're legit too. Um, you know, they, <clears throat> excuse me. They have the, the the best offense in the history of the NBA right now. We'll see how long that lasts, but 
nonetheless, that's very impressive. You know, like I mentioned in the last last time we recorded, Tyrese Halliburton is definitely my favorite player right now, and it's that's it's definitely cemented now. I don't, I don't, I feel like he's just gonna be my favorite player for a while now at this point. Um, you know, I've been jumping around since I did, after I said Thomas was uh, off the Celtics. Like, mm, I don't know who to follow. I don't, know, I don't know who's who's uh making me enjoy watching basketball anymore. But um, yeah, so he's my favorite player right now. I just love their offense, love the the system. Like how Harden was saying, I am the system. Like that is actually like Halliburton and Jokic for real, for real. <laughs> like uh, yeah, he he the this this team cannot be what they are without him and what he brings to the table. That's not just like basketball is like ethos you know what i mean like just the energy he brings uh he's he he brought life to the pacers back to the pacers franchise like you no know, they had a couple okay years here and there with like you know victor Oladipo and sabonis like they were a fun solid team but they weren't like exciting you know what i mean but now the pacers are exciting and they're they're fun and enjoyable and um yeah you know Halliburton is making an argument for first team all nba right now like i don't I'm, he's definitely the best guard in the East as, as of as of today. And I don't know. I think he might be the best. He might be the best. He might be playing like the best guard in the entire league right now. Mm-hmm. I, I guess Steph, you know, like overall, like this season, purely, purely this season, mm-hmm. he's outplaying every other guard, I, in my opinion. I wish people could see. We got to get the video going, man. But we got a face on. What you think of? I mean... Okay, I'll say from a turnover, from a only, only, I would say only due to turnovers, that argument is very valid. I would put out there that there's one player who might be better. And right now, actually, I'm going to use them as my pleasant surprise, although I figured that they would be a solid team. The Dallas Mavericks. Okay, Luca's a good argument. I would say Luca is the only person I was thinking of. Luca is bug bugging out right now. Like averaging almost 32 a game, 8.5 rebounds, 8.6 assists. He even leads the team in steals with 1.3. Like he's he's playing outstanding basketball. I mean, he averages closer to four turnovers a game, so I think that's kind of the only drawback. But I think overall he's done a very good job of impacting the team's success in a tougher conference. We haven't heard a damn thing about Kyrie Irving, and that's a good thing. (laughs) That's a terrific thing. Kyrie Irving is averaging 23.8 points a game. Derek Lively has actually been solid and and is proving to be a good pickup. And just overall, I mean, they're just just playing solid ball altogether. You know what I mean? And – you're getting you're you're getting good good numbers out of Derrick Jones even, which is surprising. Getting you ten a game. Tim mm-hmm. Hardaway Jr. has Derek stepped Jones is shooting forty two percent from the three. Surprising, yeah. big surprise, right? And you know Tim Hardaway Jr. is also stepping up and giving you offense. He's shooting, you know, he's shooting thirty eight percent from three. So they're solid. And to be honest with you, the thing about the Dallas Mavericks 
that I think should make everyone afraid, especially like the Dallas Mavericks are a team I don't want to play in the playoffs. And I'm going to tell you why. They don't have one, but they have two killers. Like they have two guys that game on the line, if the ball is in their hands, they could put you to they could put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. And every possession, it could be a different person just like just cooking you. So that is not a matchup I want if I'm anybody. Unless I'm the Lakers and I can just bully ball for four quarters, I don't want that matchup. So they're I'm I'm enjoying what I'm seeing from them so far. And right now they're fifth in the in the West, but I imagine that they'll hang around. I don't know, like with Minnesota and OKC, it's going to be a thing of can they last up top? Can they sustain this early season success? Or will it fade by around January, February? And will they be fighting for a spot late? So that's what we'll see. I think I think they, they hover around that four or five seed all the way up to the playoffs. Unless Kyrie or Luka gets hurt. And I, I really wouldn't want to see that. Now, what are some concerns and or disappointments that you have going on so far? You know, I could, just to start it off, I'm really concerned and disappointed in the Warriors. Like, I'm really, I'm really worried about that team. Like, Steph is just, he is out, basically out there on his own for real. Like, you know, like, yeah, you know, after, whenever they played last, that they played the Blazers last, like, what, two days ago, and they won, but Steph had 31, the next best teammate had, like, 14, like, Clay's been bad. Clay's playing like he's he's playing like he's trying to prove something in in the worst way possible. Like he's just chucking up what the fuck shots that he like, and not saying he can't hit the shots he's taking. He's a great you know shooter, but nonetheless, you're just purely taking dumb shots. You're gonna have you know you're gonna you're gonna struggle. That's just how it goes. You know what I mean? Like no matter how great you are, you're 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 playing against the best in the world. They're gonna try and guard you. You know what I mean? You can't just do whatever you want. I think he needs to rein it in and just kind of get back to the basics a little bit and kind of just to get his confidence up because he's just purely playing like he's 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 playing like he's insecure. I don't know how else to put it. You know what I mean? He's just playing like an like he's insecure and it just doesn't look good. Andrew Wiggins is just. Looks like he just like he just looked life lifeless out there, doing a bunch of nothing. Draymond Green is is he's getting old and doing foolishness. Like he's missed mad games because of bad behavior. You know, like that's just stupid. You know what I mean? Like project thirty five. Like get it together. You know, Chris Paul. The Chris Paul thing has been solid. I'd say I'd give it like a B, a B plus if you if you if you will. Like it's working out well. The bench units aren't horrible, but doesn't matter because the starters are now dog poop. So I don't know. The Warriors are concerned to me. Steph's still playing amazing basketball, but he's leaving is he's leaving everybody else behind and it's just not looking good. At this rate, I'm pretty sure if they want to salvage their season to be where they want to be, which is in the championship conversation, they need to make a big move. 
But unfortunately, I don't see what that big move would be based on who's available. So, yeah, I'm concerned about them. It's, they're looking real rough. They'll probably make the play in, but I don't. I, I, as of right now, they're kind of an afterthought. They're they're just gonna be a first. They're first round fodder at this point in time until something changes. Steph's probably gonna win them two games in the series on his own, but you need, he he you do need a team to win. Yeah, so they're my first disappointment. One hundred percent. I mean, I just I questioned this team from the very beginning. And I just wasn't a big fan of their roster construction. It's a lot. It's very top heavy in that. And the top is not even like great. Like the you mm-hmm. get stuff is Steph Curry. Then there's a couple of players that have names because they won championships, but aren't great either. And then after that, it's just get, it gets really bad. For the most part, Steph Curry is on his own out there. This is this is true. This is obvious. Clay Thompson is shooting under thirty five percent from the three point line, which is alarming, considering how great he is as a shooter. Andrew Wiggins, something is going on with him. I think I think per, I think personally, he has something going on like a demon of some sort that <laughs> like bothering him, like 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 some sort. Like some mental issue is really screwing him over. Nah, for real. Yeah, as you said, Draymond Green is being a grown child out here. He's just he's just doing dumb stuff, trying to breathe some life into the team, and it's not working. Chris Paul, he's his his shooting has been abysmal. I mm-hmm. think he's helped the bench unit out a lot and. Kind of what ultimately I guess they brought him for. I, again, I still hate it. I still hate the idea, but his shooting has been pathetic. You're talking about he's shooting 31% from three point line, just about 32, and then he's shooting 39.5% from the field. Like that's just that's garbage. He's not averaging 10 a game. This is kind of bad. Like, I mean, again, from from a from a pure point perspective, he's been efficient with turnovers. And like he averages more turnover, he averages more steals a game than turnovers, which is good. So it's like he's been efficient in terms of just naturally playing the game and being a, a guard, but scoring wise, he stinks along with the rest of the team. So that is something they're gonna have to figure out. They gotta find ways to get more explosive. It got to do something. I don't know what it is. And the thing is, too, you you say you know you talk about people who are available. It's not even just that. It's like who do you give up? Like they don't have nothing. I don't right now. I don't want Wiggins, especially on that contract. I don't want Clay Thompson at all. I don't want Chris Paul either. Like. Who do you who do you give me that I'm I'm excited to take off of that roster? Right, Kaminga. Kaminga would have been a much more valuable asset a few seasons ago when we were still banking on his potential, but now that we're seeing that he's not he's not going to be that guy, it's just like okay, now it's just another dude. Same thing with Moses Moses Moody. 
we know he's not going to be that guy. He's going to be a, a solid NBA player, but he's not going to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? The You can't even bank on their potential in a trade anymore. So you really have no assets to move. This is kind of your team. And Steve Kerr got to do something. So I, I don't know what it is, but they got to do something. But kind of getting on to my disappointment, the team I want to talk about right now is what the hell's happening with the Memphis Grizzlies? <laughs> Real. What in what in the world is going on? It's like you think, okay, they bring in Marcus Smart for some draft capital. And you're like, all right, bet. You have your point guard. He's going to hold it down. And not only is he going to hold it down, he's going to help you establish culture that you don't have. And they're just a bottom feeder right now. Like they are, they are, they are just, they're there. They like, they're just a team that shows up on a given night. And I mean, they've been better as of late, but it's like, damn, how did this bad? Where did this come from? So I, I'm I'm just trying to figure that out. I'm stuck. I'm stuck with the Grizzlies, man. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to them, the their whole roster is basically hurt. Well, Jaw suspended, but Jaw, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, uh, Marcus Smart, Derrick Rose is out for a while. Pretty sure Zaire Williams is hurt. No, they're starting Bismack Biombo at center. <laughs> Uh, Gilliard was starting at point guard. Luke Kennard hurt as well. So to be fair to them, I guess there is a lot of injuries going on, but that does not excuse Jaron Jackson's abysmal or up and down performance. Desmond Bain's been pretty solid, but yeah, they're just they're just not fielding a, a, a solid NBA team right now. This is pretty bad. I don't know what's going. On. They're they're kind of done for the year at this point. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't even say that. That's the funny part. I don't know, man. Yeah, they're they're six and fourteen. Look, because look, they're six and fourteen. The 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 tenth seed right now for the plan is nine and nine. That's true. Which is four games ahead of them, basically, right? John Morant comes back in five games. He does. Which is good. They could they couldn't that they they couldn't get better news. You know what I mean? Like I guess they have survived. If you want to put it that way, this situation, they have survived. But it's like, you get John Morant, that team instantly is way better than any team that's outside of the play-in. I mean, maybe with the exception of Golden State. But again, Golden State's issues are just, ooh. Yeah, they're, the different, I guess the difference between them and the Grizzlies is the Grizzlies have – some reinforcements coming. The Warriors gotta they gotta figure it out. Right. Do some soul searching. Right. Where John ja Morant, you plugging in a, you you plugging in somebody who can go get you twenty easily thirty, and he's gonna make life easier offensively for everybody on the floor. So that will help them, and I think that they can. I would say by about February they'll be well reinserted into the playoff race because they're not far back and they take one losing streak. Like it's, it's very tight right now in, in, in the West. And then do you have another team that you look at and you're like, ah, 
Yeah, I didn't expect this team to be great, but how bad they are and how dire situation is, it's truly, truly concerning moving forward. Considering they gave this their coach the greatest contract, the best contract in the history of NBA coaching. I believe you know where I'm going, and that's the Detroit Pistons. They're just a sad sack, sad sack of what the fuck. Like they're starting Killian Hayes, who should honestly not even be on the on, I'm not gonna say he should be on an NBA roster, but he certainly shouldn't be on the Pistons anymore. They should have been got rid of him. Jaden Ivey's getting inconsistent minutes, and he's when he does play, he's been better than he's been better than uh Killian Hayes and he might have been better he might be better than uh Kate Cunningham right now too he's not looking so hot. Osar Thompson is the one bright spot and then they decided they're gonna put him on the bench for whatever reason. You know they had a couple injuries I guess but it does not excuse how bad they've been and how disorganized they've been. Jalen Duran's been great. He I know he's been in and out. They're playing Bagley and Wiseman hella minutes which is just a bad sign. They're, they can't – no one on the team can shoot a lick except for uh, Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks who are hurt. Joe Harris is hurt too, I guess. Um, you know, they're just a whole bunch of – they're just what the – a whole bunch of – I don't know what's going on there. And it's sad because their new coach got a four-year contract and he's just making questionable coaching decisions. Maybe someone's pulling the strings and forcing his hand, but as of right now, it's just looking like Monty Williams is not looking hot. The whole team just looks like a mess. Honestly, you could have gone a couple different directions with your in, your intro statement. Cause <laughs> I didn't expect them to be that good either. But at the same time, it's like, well, damn, y'all been rebuilding for for twenty years, goddamn. Like, what, what are we doing? I got all these first round picks, all these young talented players, and y'all still suck. Like, it's not even. It's not even like. That you're not good because it's, it's it's one thing with like Houston where they're not great but they're not terrible. You got a team like I don't know a team like Brooklyn. They're not great but they're not terrible. All right, they compete. Yeah, and that's where y'all should be at about now. But y'all, when we look at this roster, they are two and nineteen. That is disgusting. That's nasty business. So I, I I see where you're going there. The team that I look at, right? The team that honestly I'm I'm a bit I'm concerned about is the Washington Wizards. <laughs> the biggest shit show in the league. What in the hell's going on there? Like what's like you 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 get Jordan Poole and, and I, I didn't expect Jordan Poole to come in and magically make this team much better because he I, he just he was a like a, a option he was like a six man and everybody thinking oh he's about to do this 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 and that I mean I was one of them I thought he was gonna do better than this this is a team that a year ago competed every night and it was like. And now they have a better roster on paper. And the results have been worse. Like Kyle Kuzma is doing his thing. Kyle Kuzma is getting his numbers and doing what he got to do. Then it's just like everybody else is like pretty much struggling or not giving you a whole lot. And so they're just a bad team right now. 
So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. And, I'm, and I mean, it took them, I think part of it too is just that they took way too long to finally decide that they needed to rebuild. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> and it frustrates me even more because that's the NBA team that me and you live closest to. And if we want to go check a game out without having to go forever away, we're going to have to watch that fodder that is the Washington Wizards. Not At least the NBA time. game, anyway. The Mystics are a little better. A lot better, actually. I have not gone to a, a Wizards game yet. And part of it is, a big part of it is because the Wizards are who they are right now. And I just can't. That is just, it's just, it's just bad. Like, Jordan Poole's a nightly meme now at this point. You know what I mean? Kuzma's playing well, like you said, but at this point, he's, you might as well trade him because he's not, he's not about to help them win because they're so bad. I would just trade Kuzma, try to see what I can get for Tyus Jones, hope Jordan Poole gets his stock back up because no one would trade for him right now, or at least trade anything worth of value. He's, he's playing horrible. He's making like 30 million a year. And it's just, it's just funny. It's just funny, honestly, how bad they are. Like people were talking about Jordan play. Oh, he's going to average 25 a game. Oh, he's going to do this and that. And then come to find out he's, he's, he's truly at this point, it's very clear. He's a, a six man off the bench heat check score, which mm-hmm. is cool, but he just, he's just not that guy. He, and this is very, apparent. not at all. He's not nowhere near that guy. I mean, a lot of people could use him. Yeah. He'd be very helpful for a lot of teams, but. Um, going to a team where we know you're getting the ball, it's kind of like, like you're pointless almost. Yeah, he, he's, he's not a number one option at all. And I say you probably could get a lot out of Kuzma right now. Yeah, a lot because yeah, Kyle Kuzma's been balling. First rounders for Kuzma. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma's been balling for a couple years now. So I would, I would definitely be calling and putting some putting some uh, feelers out there just to see what I can get back. So, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going – if I really want to see a Wizards game. At that point, like, you're purely going for the other team, like yeah. 110%. Like damn, I damn man, I'd rather just take a couple hour drive and go see the Sixers at this point. Nah, or, OD. Go see the Knicks or the, or the Knicks. <laughs> OD, because they, they this, this, the Wizards look crazy. Like, how do you make that? How do you put that team together and just sit back and, and watch, watch it? Like, like, can you be proud of what you've done? That's yeah. the worst collection. The Wizards are the worst collection of talent I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like they're up there with like the the the, the Bobcats oh, back when they were dog water. Oh like, boy! I, I mean, I don't know if I could go that far because Kyle <laughs> Kuzma is actually really good, and Jordan Poole. Like they have good players. Like that's the thing; they actually have good players on the roster. Like. If any of these players went to other places, they would be better. Like Tyus Jones is solid. Um, 
Daniel Gafford is solid. Kyle Kuzma is good. Jordan Poole is a great six man. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking up the Bobcats right now to see the year. Look, trying to find the year they had like that nine and whatever record or like, dude, yeah, it's like seven and fifty nine. Seven and fifty nine. Let's go to that year. Um, strike shortened season. I think the Heat won that year. Let me see. Let me see. That's gross. Oh, I mean, they had. They had oh no, this was horrible. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, rookie Kemba Walker, oh, Corey no. Maggette. I'm just I'm just naming the highlights here. Corey Maggette, Corey Maggette, DJ Augustine was Oof. okay at that point. And Gerald Henderson. Okay, I take it back. This is definitely the worst collection of, of talent I've ever seen. But <laughs> the current Wizards are up there. Corey Maggette is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is worse. This is worse. I, I can't admit that. The Sagma Diop. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Now that Boris Diop, he's, he's a good player. They had Boris Diop on that roster? Yeah. That's insane. No wonder his ass on this first. <laughs> yeah. I need structure. Being great. Yeah, so this is bad. This is really bad. Yeah, I, I was wrong. <laughs> this is this is the worst roster ever combined. Say, I've seen some bad rosters put together. I mean, yeah, the Sixers, the process Sixers are pretty bad too. Process Sixers are disgusting. Oh God! At least there was always somebody worth worth uh watching. You know what I mean? My best player was Tony Roten. And <laughs> <laughs> for for a stretch, Tony Roten was really the best guy on the team. Shout out to Tony Roten. Y'all had uh Joel Ogo Joel Ogo was 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 good. Mister, <laughs> I, I ain't got no no other no no other game aside from posting up. Sure, he came out in nineteen ninety one, he'd have been that guy. Yeah, if he came out <laughs> in the nineties, boy, that man would have been averaging twenty seven. His post game was crazy, but he couldn't do nothing else. And he, he ain't have a high post game like that. So that's kind of where he fell off. Is there any is there any other thoughts that you have about the season right now or anything else that you want to cover? I mean, I just say overall I think it's been a fun it's been a fun season, interesting. Been uh, you know, a lot of different a lot of different things going on. Like again, we mentioned the Sixers and Tigers Maxi leveling up. The Celtics new roster looks pretty good. The Bucks have a good record, but I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about them. They have a lot of close games against anybody, it doesn't matter for good or bad. It's a close win a lot of the times for them. Defense is- Non-existent. They forgot how to play defense. Yeah, so the Bucks concern me a little more than I thought they would. They're winning, so you know, shout out to them. But yeah, um, you know, if you're winning by close games against the matter, no matter who you're playing, it's kind of like eh, something to think about. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to touch on the Cavs a little earlier. I don't want to anymore, but <laughs> they're up and down. <laughs> They're they're I'm not strapped about them yet. They seem like something has to change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably talk about the Thunder next time we record. Definitely, definitely give them some love. And I just want to throw one last thought out there. We won that trade, baby. Which trade? Yeah, the Harden trade. <laughs> yeah, won the shit out that trade. <laughs> oh, dude. 
Dude, Riddance. Oh my God. What the hell are crazy? Oh boy. I was I'm thankful. God. I see I, I was listening to some podcast. I forget which one it was, but they had mentioned they had noted a tweet from somebody, some random person who said that James Harden has or Daryl Morey has won every single hard injury. Like the one to get him in Houston, he won that. The Easy. one to send him to Brooklyn, he won that. Won that the one, one. to get him to Philly. He won that. Won that too. To get him to the Clippers, he won that too. So he's won that. <laughs> Come on, hey man, I'll almost trade for him again just so I can win another trade. That fucking week. Yeah, no, I don't worry. Also, get get value when it comes to Harden. Yeah, man, we want to shut that deal. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that I I'll take that. This man Tyrese Max, he is playing like a, an all star. You got. Joel Embiid playing like an MVP again. Nick Nurse is doing what he needs to do as a head coach. I've been impressed so far. Oubre, you know, the 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 hit by a car hoax is interesting, but uh, right. he's been balling out. We'll see, we'll see, man. But hey, we won the hell out that tree. Thank goodness. All right. Yeah. She, I don't got anything else for this episode. How about you? I don't have nothing else either, man. I think we talked about everything that we needed to talk about. And I'm going to just throw it out there again. Go Sixers. We won that trade. <laughs> That's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Zach Bright, coached by John Wilson. Thanks again, everybody, tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Game Time underscore podcast. On Twitter at Game Time underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ to stay up to date on further content. Listen to future episodes, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff. We can't wait to talk more basketball on Game Time.